This is a Scream Queen production. and it's time for Chapter 8 of True Crime Storytime, sponsored by your local true crime bookshop, Dead Time Stories, True Crime, and Other Books, located in Lansing, Michigan. If you can't make it to the shop to purchase today's featured book, you can order it online and we will ship it right to you. This week, I'm going to tell you about a new release, American Demon by Daniel Stashauer. This book just came out in the beginning of September, so the ink is fresh on this one. Here is the synopsis provided by Goodreads. Boston had its strangler, California had the Zodiac Killer, and in the depths of the Great Depression, Cleveland had the Mad Butcher of Kingsbury Run. On September 5, 1934, a young beachcomber made a gruesome discovery on the shores of Cleveland's Lake Erie. The lower half of a female torso neatly severed at the waist. The victim, dubbed the Lady of the Lake, was only the first of a butcher's dozen. Over the next four years, 12 more bodies would be scattered across the city. The bodies were dismembered with surgical precision and drained of blood. Some were beheaded while still alive. Terror gripped the city. Amid the growing uproar, Cleveland's besieged mayor turned to his newly appointed director of public safety, Elliot Ness. Ness had come to Cleveland, fresh from his headline-grabbing exploits in Chicago, where he and his band of untouchables led the frontline assault on Al Capone's bootlegging empire. Now he would confront a case that would redefine his storied career. Award-winning author Daniel Stashauer shines a fresh light on one of the most notorious puzzles in the history of crime and uncovers the gripping story of Ness's hunt for a sadistic killer who was as brilliant as he was cool and composed— a mastermind who was able to hide in plain sight. American Demon reconstructs this ultimate battle of wits between a hero and a madman. While the Mad Butcher of Kingsbury Run sounds fancy and all, most of us know this lunatic by his much less dignified moniker, the Cleveland Torso Killer. And, spoiler alert, the winner of that battle of wits was the madman, because this remains one of Ohio's most notorious unsolved cases. Kingsbury Run was located on the southeast side of Cleveland, near the Shaker Heights subdivision. In the 1930s, it was a shanty town known as the Hobo Jungle, uh, known for its homeless population, brothels, and bars. It also quickly became known as the dumping ground for the unidentified Cleveland Torso Killer. The official body count of the Cleveland Torso Killer was 12, as previously stated, um, and all of those murders occurred between 1934 and 1938. But Officials believe that the serial murderer may have killed as many as 20 people between 1920 and 1950. Most of the victims were drifters who remain unidentified to this day. Only three of those victims, numbers 2, 3, and 8 of the official count, were positively identified. 
Edward Andrassi and Florence Palillo were identified by fingerprints, and Rose Wallace was identified through dental records. One thing that almost all of the victims had in common was that they were beheaded, some while they were still alive. How was such a thing determined, especially in the 1930s, that they were still alive when their heads were cut off? I don't know, and I don't want to know. If you want to know, go read the book. That's why we're here, after all. Other limbs were often severed as well, and several of the bodies were severed right in half, just cut right in half. Most of the male victims were castrated, and some of the victims showed evidence of chemical treatment being applied to their bodies. Of the bodies that had their heads severed, most of the heads were never found. And I know what you're thinking. Please, Jen, tell me more about the good old days. You got it, dude. In 1938, famed lawman and leader of the Untouchables, Elliot Ness, who was doing a piss-poor job as Cleveland's public safety director during the murders, burned Kingsbury Run to the ground in an effort to stop the murders. Like what? We don't know who it is, but it's got to be one of these fuckers? I don't, I don't know what the, what the goal was there. Oddly, that tactic was ineffective, and the killer responded by taunting Elliot Ness. He, or she... It could have been a she, placed the remains of two of their victims in plain view of Ness's office in City Hall to taunt him. It was pretty unlikely that the killer was a resident of the Kingsbury Run shantytown um, because butcher of the mad butcher, that wasn't an accurate term in this case. These bodies were sliced and diced with surgical precision. So it should surprise you not that the primary suspect to this day is a doctor. Dr. Francis E. Sweeney was 40 years old when the murders began. In his younger years, Dr. Sweeney was an army doctor who conducted countless field amputations during World War I. During his time overseas, he was gassed during combat, which left him with severe nerve damage. He returned home to Cleveland with severe PTSD and neurological issues and promptly became a raging alcoholic, as one does. When Elliot Ness detained him for questioning, he was so intoxicated that they had to put him up in a hotel for three days before he was sober enough to be interrogated. Dr. Sweeney rented office space adjacent to the local coroner's office where he would practice surgical procedures and amputations on dead bodies. So this gave him the perfect cover. He would have been able to do all kinds of horrible things to bodies in that space undetected because it was such a grisly mess of bodies and body parts and bodily fluids already. And that office was in the same area where a man claimed to have been drugged by a doctor that he visited, although he couldn't remember the doctor's name or exact location. And Dr. Sweeney failed two lie detector tests, prompting the polygraph expert to confidently claim that he was the killer. But Elliot Ness wasn't confident that he'd be able to get a conviction as Dr. Sweeney was very mentally unfit to stand trial. And he was also the cousin of a powerful congressman, Martin Sweeney, who just happened to be one of Elliot Ness's political rivals and one of his most outspoken critics. Before Dr. Sweeney could be investigated further, he checked himself into a mental institution where he remained until the day he died possibly taking one of Cleveland's darkest truths to the grave with him. 
Now, this is just a really, really brief overview, obviously, of a pretty complicated case, but to learn more about the Cleveland Torso Killer and Elliot Ness's unsuccessful search for him, pick up a copy of American Demon at Deadtime Stories, True Crime, and Other Books today. Or tomorrow. Either one's fine. A new episode of So Dead is coming your way next week. Until then, keep shining, you magnificent what the fucks. So